Hello, everyone. This is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast, where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end-time word. Today, we are going to play you a portion of a video documentary that we have been working on for a couple of years now that chronicles the history of the revival that is breaking out right now in Uganda. When we first heard of the things that were happening in Uganda in the fall of 2017, we traveled there in the spring of 2018, and we began interviewing, we began taking pictures, we took videos, we talked to the people who were involved, and we wanted to understand how did this revival start, what is happening, what are the needs, and how can we be involved and help in what God is doing. Now, for part one, we back up quite a bit and explore some of the history of Uganda because things that happened in the past have an impact on what is happening now. And to do that, we conducted in-depth interviews with Brother Stephen Ibali. Brother Ibali has been a pastor in the Jinja area for many years. Brother Ibali has been involved almost from the very first entry of the message of the hour in the country of Uganda in the 1980s, when the country was just coming out of civil war. Also, we interviewed Brother Harold Hildebrandt. Brother Harold was a pastor ministering in Canada who began to get a burden for spreading the end-time word in Africa, and he was one of the early pioneers of the message in Uganda. And there were others. These men went into dangerous situations, dangerous politically, spiritually, bravely going forth into a nation racked with war and poverty. But it was into this situation that the seeds were planted, which have now grown into the amazing revival that we are witnessing today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Uganda Awakening, the documentary, part one. different nations are taking the messages and translating them. Someone is on preaching, someone stand there preaching right with it. And they're going into the huts and the places out where God's not even known and preaching to the heathen and to the uh, natives of Africa and South America and all around the world and hundreds times hundreds are coming to the Lord. Many are being healed. That's the reason that we feel that it is all important to press the message, not big buildings and so forth. you find that there are certain places which grow and they seem to come to the pinnacle. But Uganda is still a growing church. December of last year, a spiritual awakening has broken out in the country. 
you know, it reminds me of Brother Brown talking about how the, the denominational churches were missing what God was doing, and he used the words, they have not recognized the awakening of the bride. I came to the gospel as I knew it then, in 1975 on the 1st of January. I fully dedicated myself uh, to the service of the Lord. Uh, I come from a Pentecostal background and my father is, you know, said I would desire that this, my son, becomes a minister. I feel a little bit like the brothers from North America that went over to Wales in the early 1900s wanted to see what they had heard about, which was the Great Welsh Revival. In going to Uganda, it's maybe with a greater expectation at this time that uh, we're going to be able to see what we've heard about, and that is over 2,700 souls have been baptized uh, since December of 2017, so in just a few months. Uh, that is in just one area. Uh, north of Kampala there. To hear and see what God is doing in that area gives us great expectation, uh, anticipation, uh, and yet almost a, uh, a nervous quality to it because we don't really know exactly what to expect. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, sir. Around the August of 1978, I went out to preach, uh, testify uh, in the town of Tororo. So while I was moving from house to house, I met these people about 15. Uh, 20 people, and they were in a, a house meeting. So I was invited in, and they saw my Bible. They asked who I was. I, wa I told them I'm a believer and what I was doing. And so, you know, he told me, can you speak to us? I was very excited. I picked my Bible, went to the book of 1 Samuel, and I started speaking about Eli, the priest with the dimming sight. And uh, I, I did what I thought was good. So after that, they really said, thank you. He asked me, unto what were you baptized? And so this was a catching question because uh, before that, right in 1976, and 1977, we had heard about a people that were talking about going to the rapture in 1977. So they told us how they begin with you. And then when he says, Anto, what were you baptized? My antennas went up. I knew this is uh, the people I had heard about. So I did the best I could to defend my trinity but looked like it was falling apart every piece I tried to bring together. 
So he gave me, says, if you read this book, you are going to get an answer. So he gave me the seven chartered book. And, uh, you know, it is so well laid out, like you know, Brother Tim, that every thought had to be documented by scripture in that book. So by the time I read the book from cover to cover, uh, all my, what I would have thought like theological foundation was torn down. I got the next book was the book of seals. I got it and I read it in about three days. It was over. And so I couldn't hold it. And in October, you know, that's a, a dry, you know, season in the country. Uh, that was in 1978. I demanded that I should be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We had to look for water deep enough and so we walked along with the creek to see where we could find some water deep enough so 1978 brother Odpio baptized me that year 1978 uh, the political situation in the country started getting uh, really, you know, shaky. Uh, there was a war that had started, and that's the war that was fighting to push Idamin out of the country. And that war was finished in 1979, April. And uh, during that time, it was really very difficult for us to really go out and uh, do an real meaningful mission work. 1980, you know, just out of the war, uh, the country went into elections. And remember that it was a number of factions that fought to put Idamin out of power. And so when these factions came, again, they went fighting against one another. So we spent another five years, six years, you know, and uh, so we could not uh, really stabilize well at any people that would come together, you know, they were suspected to be recruiting for another fighting faction. But 1986, the war kind of uh, come to an end. Uh, a government was established because one faction really won the war. Victory celebrations on the streets of Kampala as the people mark what they hope will be the end of five years of bloody guerrilla war. Only three days earlier, these same people were streaming out of the capital in their tens of thousands as the rebel forces neared the suburbs. The Ugandan capital was deserted as the final battle for Kampala began. Uh, that's the year 1986 when we, you know, got into contact uh, with Brother Herod Hildebrandt. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. 
She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter, fill in your name and email address, and click Sign Up. In this email, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free, just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org That's info at bible-believers.org Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today, and be sure to join us for the next Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast.